All right, folks, welcome back to Bourbon and Stuff. This is Carolyn from Bourbon and Stuff, and as always, my husband E is here. Hello. And today we're taking you back to Heaven Hill for day 24. We are going to be drinking... Uh, Old Fitzgerald Nine Year Bottled and Bond. Like I said, this is a Heaven Hill product. This is 100 proof because of its bottled and bond. Yes, and the mash bill on this one is 68% corn, 20% wheat, and 12% barley. So this is a wheated bourbon. Okay, and I'm just going to pause you right there. (laughs) For the love of God, folks, do your research. Again, for the second day in a row, we have found so much misinformation about the mash bill. And again, we found a wrong mash bill. What we are finding online is 75 corn, 20 wheat, and 5 barley. If you see this, it is wrong. All of the information for Heaven Hill products that you will ever hear from us come directly from the Heaven Hill distillery from a sheet that they give you when you are doing private tastings. It has every mash bill for every product that they create. So this particular release was uh, released in the fall of 2018. Yes, and we spent $119 on this right in the distillery gift shop. Yes. However... (laughs) It can go significantly higher than that on, what's that, secondary markets. Yes. um, Most places you will see this, you're going to be charged roughly $200 on the low end or as high as four to five. So do your research and I highly suggest just making a trip to the distillery, doing a lovely tour or sitting down for a tasting and buying it from the shop because that is really the best price you're going to get. Yeah, and depending upon when you go, you may get the nine year or 11 or 13 or even 14 year. Yeah. Uh, it's just a matter of what they have in the shop at that particular time. Yes. And one last thing that I would personally like to add is um, the Old Fitzgerald product line used to be one of their bottom shelf offerings in the 18 to $20 range that was bottled in bond. But then they pulled that from the market and started releasing these um, significantly older age-stated products um, in beautiful, beautiful glass decanters. Mm -hmm. Very heavy-duty, very uh, thick-bottomed, gorgeous decanters. Yeah, and I dare say, even if this bourbon isn't good, the decanter is beautiful (laughs) and worth practically the entire price of this particular bottle. Yeah, it is a very, uh, it is a quality product. It has a very lovely um, glass top cork, real cork, not synthetic, and it closes very securely. It has a gasket so that no air intake or out, but it is a bit of a pain to open. I dare say it's almost a bit of a pain to close because <laughs> it resists really well, which yeah. means it's got a good tight seal. But if you are not careful, 
after a certain point, it will just slip in and you will hammer the glass portion of the cork mm-hmm. right into the lip of the top of the decanter. Yeah. And frankly, you just got to be really, really careful about that. Yes. And I will say I have seen quite a few people have uh, broken their <laughs> decanter tops or broken their cork off. But something that we need to talk about, counterfeiting. What about counterfeiting? This is a bottle that is very easy to counterfeit. If you ever try to um, just buy this from an individual in a trade or through the internet, not from a reputable business, be very careful because the labels are relatively easy to recreate. The band, if you know, taken off very carefully, is very easy to recreate. And I think a heat gun could yeah, easily absolutely. help peel that off. So, uh, be mindful. If someone seems sketchy, don't buy this bottle of all bottles from them. Don't ever spend $600 on a bottle from an individual. It's not, it's not safe. And you're likely not going to be getting the actual product. Yeah. If a deal seems too good to be true, it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that that's just about all that we really have to say about this. And we will be right back with you on our thoughts. I definitely look forward to this. Yeah. Cheers. Okay, so we're back. And the first thing that I smell is this kind of sweet oakiness. This this really, like, wonderful barrel influence on it. Okay, I, I get that. And I'm picking that up. But the predominant note that I'm getting is a really rich, sweet cherry. Okay. Um, I kind of get the cherry. That's not too forward for me. I mean, even in your cup, I don't get a lot of cherry. That's okay. You're like cherry obsessed. I so like cherry and yeah. that's the fruitiness that I'm picking up. That's fine. That's fine. But <laughs> what I get more than that is like toasted wheat berries. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, sticking your nose in a bag of wheat berry. Yeah. That's what I get. Well, I mean, that makes sense because this is a weeded bourbon. It's there. It's definitely there. I'm also getting a good amount of burnt sugar. Yeah. Like burnt sugar or carameliness or something a little bit deeper. Yeah. But it's there. That deep, dark, rich sugar that's not quite brown sugar. Uh-huh. More of a cooked. Yeah. 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 All right. Ready on for taste? Oh, absolutely. Based on the smell. Oh. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> okay. I definitely, definitely, definitely like... Changed my mind about everything I thought before. That is butterscotch. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that is definitely yeah. a cooked, deep, rich, syrupy butterscotchiness. Kind of reminds me of Werther's Originals. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the oak is definitely there alongside that that sweet butterscotchy goodness. Mm-hmm. There is this bit of toasted coconut. When you use that <laughs> word, I pick that up. Yeah. I've been trying to figure out what that what that is. But not toasted coconut. But not like pina colada coconut. Like. Like raw toasted coconut. Yeah, like shaved coconut out of the coconut, the the meat yeah, like that you, is then thrown in an you've oven. You've smelled me cook it a few times I have. For, for cake. Like I have smelled what the Carolyn is cooking. Yeah, um, and that's definitely toasted um, coconut. But there's also like... On on the finish, I'm getting some, some beautiful rich brown sugar. Like 
molassesy brown sugar. Okay, that's not. I get more candied nut on the finish than anything else. Okay. It is a very sweet finish though, but I still go back to the butterscotchy candied nut. Um, I will say that overall this is very well balanced. It is. It is a extremely complex thing because there's probably a dozen more things that we could pick out of that. Oh, easily. For everything that's below it. It's not bitter at it's all. It's not bitter at all, but it's got like floralness to it. It's this deep sweet kind of fruitiness yeah. to it it's not there's definitely some some barrel influence yeah absolutely and everything that you'd expect from that but there's no tannicness to it there's no bitterness to it. there's no there's no sour notes to it it is a very sweet very friendly very friendly and very easy to drink for 100 proof oh yeah um i have nothing i can really complain about for this mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um, okay, so for those that do not want to spend $120 or more yeah. on this product, uh, we went back and forth and debated on something that could match this. Yeah, I the best that I could come up with from what we have to taste side by side that comes close is comparable is surprisingly enough, Larceny. <laughs> and I don't disagree with that. It is um, a bit weaker. And a little bit more tanniny. A little more tanniny. And um, I went more towards Bernheim. Oh, the Bernheim, the Heaven Hill wheat, uh, wheat whiskey. Yeah, which is an age statement of what, seven years? It's a seven year age stated at 90 proof. Yeah. And to me, it it took a lot of the notes of the old Fitzgerald bottle and bond and it it was more watered down. Yes, quite it made a bit. it. It was slightly weakened. It took away a lot of the bitiness that yeah. that the, had the old fits has, and just made it this kind of weirder, smoother copy of itself. But not bad. No, it's not bad. It's it's a an okay analog for the price that you're spending. Yeah. On it. So for Larson, you'll spend about twenty two dollars, and for Bernheim, you'll spend about thirty dollars. Yeah. Um, both of them are more than okay to fit in place of old fits for those that can't get it and i post pictures of our collection often and one of the first things that people tell me is hey you have more than one old fits i would love to trade you for it would you take an eagle rare no i will not (laughs) mind you we have seven bottles of eagle rare yeah we're those people i do apologize for that granted we never clear the shelf never But we do pick it up from time to time because it's a good, solid pour for its price point. Yeah. And it's a good gift to give people if we need to. It is, which we've done. Yes, we have. (laughs) Um, Okay. So with that, and we kind of already answered our own question, this is obviously one that we would keep on our shelves and buy more of. Oh, absolutely. I would buy multiples of this all day long at its price point. Yeah. And when we go back to Kentucky in the spring, we will make our trip over to Heaven Hill again. And get more. And get whatever they have available. Yeah. Um, If they have stuff available. I will say that even if you only considered the spirits inside of this in the, you know, 40 to $50 range, which I think it's quite a bit more than that personally, um, the bottle alone more than covers the cost. <laughs> yes, I know that you absolutely love this bottle because yeah, you let them know that the bottle was worth it more than the liquor. 
Um, I don't agree with that. I I think the bottle is very, very pretty. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't spend $120 on the bottle just for the bottle. No, no, not $120 for the bottle itself, but easily $60 to $70 on the bottle for a really beautiful decanter. I would spend $60 to $70 on crystal, mm-hmm. not glass. Fair. So it's pretty. It's very pretty. And I know that you <laughs> absolutely love it. And you can ogle it and pet it and it can be your baby. Pet, pet, pet. But don't buy it just for the bottle, guys. Don't buy it just for the bottle. No, it buy is, it for all of it. It's, yeah. it's, 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 a beautiful, it's a beautiful bourbon in a beautiful bottle. Yeah. Th- there is nothing that I can complain about. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I will, I will be that person and I will go back and say, don't listen to the inaccurate mash bills that you will find everywhere. And one day we will literally just post a rundown of all of the mash bills that Heaven Hill does distribute to anyone that goes there for a tasting. Yes. Because the appropriate information does need to be out there, r- out there not the wrong stuff. That's driving me crazy. <laughs> um, Understandably. Yes. And I don't know that we have anything else to really add to this. I do not have anything else to add. All right. So on that note, as always, check me out on Instagram at username bourbon underscore and underscore stuff. Though I'm sure if you just search bourbon stuff, I might come up. Probably. Probably. Um, and, and for the month of September, if you choose to donate to our channel, we will use all of that funds to donate directly to our charities of choice at the end, which is part of Bourbon and Banter's 30 Days of Bourbon Challenge rules. Baby, take us out before I say something crazy. Something crazy. <laughs> and as always, remember, bourbon is meant to be shared.